Hello, and finally, welcome back to Ramblings from Nowhere. It has been quite a while since the last time uh, we recorded. Uh, I was looking, actually, on my little Skype page here, and the last time I recorded an episode, it was with Clay Dotson on June 9th, I believe. But that's all in the past. Uh, I had a little thing pop up, and it said, hey, two years ago, you started this podcast. And so I said to myself, I was like, huh, two years. I should get off my lazy behind and make a podcast episode. And I want to bring back the person who got me into this crazy world, uh, one Mr. Derek Zoo. Hey, buddy. Like the, uh, like the wordsmith Aaron Lewis said, it's been a while. <laughs> yes, it has. Yes, it has. Uh, and good to hear from you again, my friend. Yeah, good to hear from you too, bud. How is everything in the uh, world of Branson? Oh man, we're uh, we're finally slowing down, which is nice. Um, you know, the summer was nuts because the Midwest doesn't believe in the in COVID. Neither does the uh, South. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we were, you know, we we're doing three to four shows a day, but now we're uh, we're down to just doing one show, which is nice. So uh, able to catch up on some stuff. Uh, but yeah, man, things are things are you know. Good uh, this direction. Awesome. Hey, listen, I got you on here. We got some stuff we're going to talk about, which uh, anybody who's listened to you and me talk knows that there'll be some wrestling talk in there. You've already you've already gave me a little pr- uh, warning, but yes. listen, I have to uh, I have to uh, I have a confession I need to make on the okay. on the program, uh, and it's very hard for me to make this confession in this day and age in the uh, year of twenty twenty one. Uh, I've been listening to uh, Limp Biscuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, have you seen? And this is all the talk. Uh, I listened to quite a few podcasts, and and I was going to watch it anyway. But have you seen the Woodstock '99 video that was or documentary on HBO Max? I haven't yet, man. I need to. Oh my gosh! Listen, I, I, I'm not going to dwell on it too much, but like, uh, wow. Uh, first of all, it brings back a lot of memories. Yeah, because I would have been let's see, uh, right at twenty one, probably right in there twenty twenty one, uh, and wow, it brought back a lot of memories, and uh, it made me feel real bad about some of those memories because, <laughs> like, uh, it was crazy. Th- that thing was crazy. Yeah. Um, I've always been a huge fan of, uh, well, a history buff in general, but like Woodstock 69 uh, was just like this amazing thing to me. Uh, I've been to Bethel, New York, to the Woodstock site. Uh, You know, just being there and uh, standing on that spot is uh, for somebody like me, you know me, it's uh, it's kind of a moving thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And uh, 94, I did not, obviously, I didn't get to go to. But like that was uh, that's one I wish I would have went to. That's the mud Woodstock with Nine Inch Nails and the Green Day thing and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Um, but ninety nine, wow, was a pardon the, my French, but it was a shit show. <laughs> uh, li- it was literally a shit show. Come to find yeah. out, but like, li- yeah. listen, if you've not watched this thing, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, it's crazy to see what happened and watch it go down and basically basically in real time 
Um, I will say this: um, I, I corn, Limp biscuit, that whole new metal, new metal thing. Uh, it was right in my wheelhouse. Uh, I still remember the first time I heard corn and like uh, jaw dropping. Honestly, yeah. I, I'm I'm mad enough to admit that now. And uh, Lip and Biscuit, to be honest with you, wasn't much further behind it. I mean, yeah. I think people forget just how big that band was in '99. You know, in that whole time frame, uh, how huge they were, and it shows it on here, like how you know they ruled TRL, uh, yeah, back oh, yeah. in the day and all that stuff. Uh, and there was, it's just crazy to see these bands and to watch it all just fall apart slowly, just unravel. Yeah, and to watch how the promoters and how everybody, I'll say this: um, I, Limp Biscuit didn't help the situation, uh, but I also don't think I think they catch a lot of flack for what happened that was um, not really. I don't think they deserve it. I didn't think I'd say that, but I don't think they do. Uh, yeah. Not not all of it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but when you watch it, you can, I mean, it, it's, it's just like, it's just like a million bad things going bad at once. And you can see it all just building and, you know, they don't help it. But I think that people, when you watch it, when they start lighting all these fires and burning stuff, this is way after they played. Mm -hmm. And so like Red Hot Chili Peppers are playing. They asked the Red Hot Chili Peppers to say something to kind of calm the crowd and everything. So what do they do? They go play their cover of Jimi Hendrix's Fire. <laughs> Doesn't help nothing. But you know, nobody nobody talks about that. Yeah. Even in the even in the documentary. I've watched it twice now. That's how much I enjoy it. I don't okay, enjoy it's not the right word, but uh it's just amazing. it's like a time it really is for me it's like a time capsule and going back and thinking I was I was this I were I was one of these dudes, unfortunately. The the whole bro, white, new metal, blah blah blah. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, I I was like right there in the middle of that stuff, dude. And it's crazy to think, you know, um, you like to think, and there's people that they interview on there, like you know, you're sitting thinking, there's no way I would be like that when I went, but that's me now, not me then yeah. saying that. <laughs> I mean, like you're in the middle of New York on a freaking airfield, on pavement in the hottest days of the year in July uh, and there's no water and blah, blah, and it's just crazy to watch and, mm -hmm. and to see, it's just, it's something I cannot recommend enough. I will probably honestly watch it again. That's how much, I, I, that, that's just how good of a documentary it is. And again, part of that though, is that I, that was, I mean, I grew up in that time uh, right. That's what I was listing. Those bands, all those bands that you see on there. Okay, maybe not all of them. There was a big DMX man, but to watch them all, watch all these bands and say, like, gosh, I was listening to all that stuff. So you know, and now there's this whole Limp Biscuit resurgence, which is crazy to yeah. even think about. Because like Fred Durst, like changes his hairstyle and grows a Fu Manchu or not a Fu Manchu, but some handlebar mustache. Mm -hmm. And like, boom! All of a sudden, they freaking—they're the talk of Lollapalooza and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like they're relevant again. It's like, what is going on? It's crazy. Yeah. And so, and I'll—hey, I'll, <laughs> listen, Nookie is not that good of a song, 
But if you listen to some of the how, other stuff, how, on, how dare you? I, I will be the first to say it. But if you listen to some of those other songs, there's some pretty good bangers in there still. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've gone back and listened to some of that, and I've listened to some corn. I was always more of a corn fan than I was a Limp Biscuit fan. Yeah, but uh, again, I just wanted to throw that out there that it's just I find it crazy that 20 years later, I I hadn't thought of Limp Biscuit other than as a joke. You know, uh, people, you know, we would joke about it, all of us. You know, oh, it's Limp Biscuit, you know, rolling, blah, blah, and all that stuff. But, like, I find myself just sitting for some reason and listening. I don't know, part of it, obviously, is the documentary and everything. But, like, oh, there's some pretty good bangers in there still. I'm telling you. I'm yeah. telling you. So. Yeah, man. That's my confession for the week. <laughs> hey, man, you, you don't have anything to confess. I, uh. I went heavy on legs today, and I always have uh, "Coming Undone" by Corn and "Break Stuff" song. by Limp Biscuit. Break stuff, and yes. Yeah, it's it, it's always on like I've got like two or three different workout playlists, mm-hmm. and one one of them is just called Angry Play. Yeah. <laughs> Angry playlist, and that I'll just that's the one that I go to for that. So no, you have you have nothing to apologize for. Um, I remember watching in real time on MTV yes. the you know uh, Fred Durst crowd surfing on like broken plywood through an angry mob at Woodstock mm-hmm. it's like the one thing that's ingrained in my head about that you know and I remember <laughs> I remember like you know I was I was staying with my aunt and uncle at the time uh, in Nashville and I think I was like listening to my Ricky Martin CD <laughs> <laughs> and, and wishing that I was, you know, wishing I was rebelling against uh, the system at, at uh, Woodstock. And that's um, just it's just a crazy time. Like, I always think about 99 thinking like that was probably the height of my musical fandom. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like I, I loved every song that came on the radio. I I would. I would sit there and, and watch like MTV and VH1 back when they played music, music. videos mm-hmm. and I would tape my favorite songs. You know, I'd tape yeah. my favorite music videos so that I could have them later to, to watch and listen to. Um, golly, man. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to have to watch that. It's, that uh, brings back so much. It's crazy. You know, it, it, when I look back, um, I grew up, I mean, like my parents, uh, I didn't appreciate it at the time, but like, um, you know, it was we were we're in Tennessee, Southern Rock, the Allman Brothers, Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top, so on and so forth, and all that stuff. And uh, I wanted to do my own thing. I didn't want to listen to the same thing my parents did. So it was a long time before I started discovering that. But like you know, I was telling somebody the other day, you know, Metallica was at Woodstock '99, um, the first cassette tape i ever bought was a metallica and justice for all pirated cassette tape uh, <laughs> uh you know they had done the 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 photocopy of the cover and then it was a white case with a label maker with all the songs you know they'd print off a, yeah. on a label maker all the songs but you know um full That's on like somewhere wa- lars ulrich is crying yes. into his beer right now yeah yeah it, and you know it's the first thing and then all that eighties metal at the time I was listening to. And then, then Nirvana hit and it changed like my entire outlook. Nirvana was like, just this like uh, opening thing. You know, I was like, there's more, 
Yeah. You know, and then Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains and Soundgarden. I went through that whole grunge phase and everything. And it's crazy to think as big as that was, how quick that new metal come in and took over Mm -hmm. as popular. I I think, of course, I think it all started. I don't know. We're devolving as always into something completely different, but I think it all started when Cobain committed suicide and, you know, it was kind of a turning point and, then you're looking for something else because like after Kurt Cobain died, I was like, what am I going to listen to? You know, yeah. I still have Pearl Jam, but Eddie Vedder become this really weird dude there for a while. Yeah. After the first album with the animal or the versus album, it was like, what is this dude doing? And, you know, it was a hard, <laughs> it was really hard sell for me. I mean, I still like that album and everything, Yeah, but like it took, it was like, you know, this isn't the Pearl Jam that, you know, this isn't 10. This is like Eddie Vader just standing there. Right. And doing nothing. But anyway, uh, you know, and then Lane Staley from Allison Chains, he ended up dying and, you know, Soundgarden had broke up and you're looking for something and looking and then here comes corn and like this completely different sound and it's just like, you know, blind and shoots and ladders off that their first album and you're just mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh. Completely different. And, you know, never was a big rap fan. And then next thing you know, Limp Biscuit does a cover of George Michael's Faith, and then all of a sudden, you're like, "Hey, they're rapping. This is awesome. Rap, you know, rap and metal fused together. This is great." And then you know, it was just like such a crazy time, yeah, for all that stuff. And yeah, so- man, I you know I remember as a you know around that time I was thirteen or fourteen. I was thirteen um, in that summer, and you know, thinking like. Oh, wouldn't it be cool one day to to put on your own music festival, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember like thinking of the bands that I would want to put in the music festival and and uh, and everything. It, it's it, it is crazy to me. Like, and, and you're right. It's it's crazy how quickly that stuff went. Like, it came it it came and went before I even really got into music. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I remember watching Kurt Cobain. I think it was their MTV Unplugged, mm-hmm. you know, Nirvana. And I remember I wanted to watch it, and my mom wouldn't let me because she thought that the long hair hang headbangers were of the devil, mm-hmm. which is hilarious to me because we would just rock out to, like, Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, is that not the same? Uh, whatever. No, no. Me. Motley Crue's shouting at the devil. <laughs> right. They're not with the devil. They're shouting at the devil. Yeah. So. No. Uh, and so, it, you know, I, I never really got to, to, I, I really didn't have much musical uh, broadening of my horizons past like Phil Collins and mm-hmm. Sticks, you know, I, until I was, which which are perfectly great anyway. Um, I mean, anybody with two ears and a heart loves Phil Collins, but um, I, I, it was really that summer of '99 where like I was able to start like watching MTV and, and watching VH1 and like listening to the music and. You know, still to this day, man, I think my favorite all-time favorite song is Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas. And I think the reason why is because it came out in that formidable time in my life where I was like, oh, my God, music is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That, that's, a, that's a killer song, man. It is. Ever, it's uh, it's crazy. Like, um, I, and they're, I, they're coming out with a new one um, uh, maybe tomorrow. Uh, Matchbox. Or, uh, well, uh, Rob Thomas and Santana. Oh, really? I had it's not called heard Move. that. Yeah, uh, I had not heard that. Um, yeah, 
uh, it's just crazy. It's uh, I don't you know I I listen to everything now and I can devour just about any form of music. Uh, if you look at my playlist at any given moment, uh, there might be a Lady Gaga song followed up by whatever '80s new wave band I'm feeling at the moment, followed up by like Jim Croce or whatever I want my kids to listen to. Um, I found that uh, I wish I had paid more attention when I was a kid to what my dad was trying to get me to listen to or what they were listening to. Yeah. I mean, I have appreciation for it now. Like I said, it's Leonard Skinner and Allman Brothers, you know, Southern rock stuff. Uh, I have a great appreciation for it now, but at that time, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand. That's why, um, you know, ZZ Top, he used to tell me all the time that they went and saw ZZ Top at a bar and it was him and my mom and one other person. There's just three of them in the bar and, and ZZ Top and they played an entire set for him. And he'd tell me stuff like that, you know, and, you know, now we've lost Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, uh, which is, uh, makes me very sad. I'm glad I got to see them as a three piece band. They're still playing, but you know what I mean? It's just uh, crazy. But did Billy uh, Gibbons die or did Dusty Hill die? Uh, I may have gotten them backwards because I'm just sitting here reminiscing as we go. Yeah, it was Dusty Hill. It was Dusty Hill. Yeah, Billy. Yeah. But, yes, you're right. But um, it's just it's crazy to think about all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I mean, speaking of that new metal stuff, uh, Slipknot, uh, Joy mm-hmm. Jordanson, their original drummer, he passed away. Uh, and so I got on a Slipknot fix as well. They weren't part of the Woodstock stuff, which is probably a good thing because, man, that's crazy. Yeah, if they'd been there, um, but I don't know that '99 stuff and that Woodstock. I'm telling you, we'll get off the subject. But like, uh, if you've not watched Woodstock '99, you should do yourself a favor and go watch it. Um, it's some riveting. T- it's it's just amazing to watch this whole thing, and you just know it's 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 like a it, you just know what's coming. I mean, everybody knows what's coming, and you just continue to say to yourself. surely they're not going to do this or they're not going to do that or you know whatever um i don't i'll say this then let's move on i i don't want i i I don't when you see the promos and stuff it's like they're throwing all that blame on like limp biscuit on these bands and stuff maybe not all of it but when you watch I, i i fall in more in the camp of look these promoters were like not thinking about what they were doing it all when they were setting this whole thing up. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's so good. Can't recommend it enough. So that's it on that, Derek. I'm done. I'm done. I'm leaving 99. I'm not going to quit listening to Limp Biscuit. If anybody has a problem with it, just come talk to me. I don't care. Don't do it, man. Don't care. Don't. Yeah. You're, uh, you're in your forties now, but man. Listen, you've earned, you've earned the right to listen to whatever you want to. Listen, I only listen to two albums from Blint Biscuit, so it's okay. I don't listen to that new crap. I only listen to Significant Other and Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Cause you know, obviously, why would you listen to anything else? So, you know, I never was a real big fan of $3 bill y'all, but it's okay. Let's not get, let's not go there. I've got to get off this subject. I can go on all day about this randomness. So Derek, listen, tell me about your Vince McMahon issues. I hate him. (laughs) I just, um, 
I, you know what the you know what the wonderful thing about it is though, Jason. What is, I don't I, I don't I don't hate Vince McMahon. That's that's very harsh, but but I no longer have to watch the. <laughs> oh, you've already dropped it, so I'm you going can. to do go ahead. The the bullshit mm-hmm. that he puts out on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I there's you know we you and I've talked about it before, but there's so much good wrestling out there now. Um, you know, there's uh obviously AEW is is got my heart now, uh, but the NWA. Uh, Impact Wrestling is great. Ring of Honor is great. Um, even like local independents, there's a there's an independent wrestling company here in St. Louis called Glory po- Glory Pro Wrestling um, that I had tickets to uh, last month and unfortunately couldn't go uh, due to a family thing. But um, but I got to watch there. I got to watch the event on the High Spots Network, which High Spots is like an independent. WWE Network, basically. Mm-hmm. So all these independents, like uh, I'm sure you've heard of PWG before, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Yes. Like it's a big deal in California. Uh, all their stuff's on there. And dude, I'll sit and watch that all day long. Like their Battle of Los Angeles is is some of the best stuff I've ever seen. So as much as it frustrates me to like see surefire can't miss prospects like Bray Wyatt and Aleister Black. And the Iconics, and Braun Strowman, and Bobby Fish, and Bronson Reed, and all these people be released. I don't care anymore, man. Vince is going to keep making money. Um, the WWE is going to do great. I'll probably tune in su- Saturday to watch SummerSlam to see Cena and Roman because I I am looking forward to that. Um, but I no longer have to just. I, I I can't. I, I no longer have to scratch that wrestling itch by watching stuff that I know. Number one isn't isn't geared towards me, but number two I hate. Mm-hmm. You know, and for the longest time it felt like even in the bad times you had to watch WWE because that's all you had. Um, so, you know, Vince can go make his money and do it if he wants to. I hope and pray to the wrestling gods that Adam Cole leaves NXT. And goes to AEW because I legitimately after that I won't I probably won't ever have to watch WWE ever again. Like uh, Adam Adam Cole is the only reason I watch NXT right now. They uh I know they're well rumor is they're throwing like millions which you don't hear much anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, as I've said before, I have kind of uh, quit watching, and I really do blame that on the WWE. Uh. But like, um, it was a jaw dropper when you see a performer like Bray Wyatt released. Yeah, I mean, and nobody saw it, nobody saw it coming, nobody. And it's just you know, I mean, it's and like at the same time, it's jaw dropping. But then when you think about it, like you said, it's is it that big of a shock? No, mm-hmm. no. And you know, they keep having these rumors. You know, are they wanting to sell the company? But I, they're unloading salary left and right. Yeah. So I don't know, but then you bring Cena back in, you know, and they've got Roman Reigns, which you know, yes, for a long time everybody was sick of Roman Reigns, but this, the whole bloodline thing is the one thing I enjoy keeping up with. Mm-hmm. You know what he's doing? Finally, finally doing what he should have been doing a long time ago. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I really do feel like if they had made that turn, what? 
two, three years ago mm-hmm. and put him with Heyman, uh, the WWE would be in a different spot right now. Yeah. I really do. I, I do believe that. You know? Well, if, if Vince would just go back to being the Vince McMahon of old mm-hmm. and allowing the fans to organically dictate what's going on with the mm-hmm. company, like obviously you have a direction you want to go. And you you know and 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 that's completely understandable. But in like situations like CM Punk, like CM Punk was the hottest thing in the world ten years ago. I mean, the absolute hottest thing in the world. And all they did was just keep throwing ice on him to cool mm-hmm. him down. And I just I I think that was the first time where like I just it broke me because I was just like, this is the dude. This is your next like megastar. He's mm-hmm. getting pressed from from everywhere. You know, over this promo, he's he's got the fans. He's a hell of a worker. Like, why aren't you backing this guy? And they just they fed him to Triple H. And 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 I'm not one of those guys that like talks trash about Triple H. But that was the one time where I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know. And then like two years later, it happens with Daniel Bryan, and and the groundswell on that got so bad that they had to make Daniel Bryan the champion. But even then, like. He wasn't main of any pay-per-views. Him and Kane was the only title defense he had on on pay-per-view for his neck injury, and they went before Evolution in the Shield. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, come on, guys. And it was just, it was always Cena, or it was always Roman, or it was always Hunter. And, you know, and meanwhile, there's been like several good wrestlers who could have stepped up and taken that spot who were red hot. I mean, Rusev, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. And and they just he won't deviate the course. He won't get off track. And it just it's just to the point where I'm like, all right, cool, man. You you play with your universe and you have fun with it. I want to go over here where I feel like my opinion's valued, and I feel like that I'm gonna get good story. You know, and 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 AEW isn't perfect. Like I don't there's there's some things with AEW. Where I'm like, come on, man, that's that's stupid. But I at least I have never in the almost two years that AEW's been around, I've never turned on their television program and been like, oh, that was a waste of my time. Yeah. And I but, can't tell you how many times that happened with WWE. I know. I know. Hey, look, but you know what? You, the, the stupid thing, you 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 know, turning on and, you know, saying that's stupid. If you don't do that during a wrestling program at some point, there's something wrong. I yeah, like that. Sure. I like that. It doesn't bother me. There should be, well, that's stupid. That's I, I need that when I watch wrestling. Whereas the problem though with for me for WWE is it it become this is all stupid. Yeah. From top to bottom. Yeah. You know, you know it's not it's not there's not just that one segment where the boss man drives off with Paul Watts' father's casket with him on top of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Another that's, 1999 shout yes. out. You know that's that's stupid. Yes. Yeah. And that's all the stupidity I need. Give me the rest of it like you've been, you know, like you were doing already. Yeah. I'm fine. I get it. You need, I, I think you need that stupid, but like I'm it's just like now it's all stupid. It's just like, yeah. and you just get, like you said, you get mad. Uh, I might even t- tune in though, just for the, like you were saying, the Roman Reigns and John Cena stuff. Uh, mainly, honestly, uh, a little segue here because of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, Cena uh, brought me back again. Uh, have you watched Suicide Squad? 
Oh yeah, I've watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen it twice too. Um, I don't. I'll, it's I don't think it's my favorite James Gunn movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you can really compare it to Guardians of the Galaxy one or two. But you know, I mean, there's some vibe. You still there's some vibes there. But like, um, I find the Guardians movies a little more on the funny side. Uh, I thought this was really funny too. It was a different funny, if that makes sense yeah. to me. Um, I thought John Cena, you you need to give me Idris Elba and John Cena just quipping back and forth for an entire movie, and I would be great with it. Like that whole beach scene with the, the, the bag of dicks oh, and yeah. all that stuff, you know? Uh, it was gold. Uh, I thought the movie was probably... Um, When I think of DC movies... I would put it. I know I'm talking the new stuff, obviously. Uh, Wonder Woman is still my favorite DC movie. Uh, it's probably my second favorite. Probably. Kind of hard for me to just throw that off the top of my head because I've not really thought about it. Uh, I am a huge James Gunn fan, so I had to put that in there too. But like, this was this was a good movie for me. I enjoyed what they did. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Harley Quinn is Harley Quinn. I think Margot Robbie is great. Uh, they need to bring her back for everything. Any chance they get to use her um, as Harley, Harley Quinn, please do. Uh, any thoughts on it? Oh, man, I just I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I uh, really enjoyed Idris Elba. Um, I mean, Cena does make the movie for me as well. Um, 3,000 times better than he should have been. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, 110%. Yeah. Uh, he needs to just work with James Gunn exclusively, I think. He needs to become one of James Gunn's primary go-tos. You know, Batiste, like Dave Batista, Michael Rooker, uh, Nathan Fillon. You know, these guys that are in all of his movies. Sean Gunn. Mm-hmm. He needs to become one of those guys, to me. I, I, I can't think of a better role more suited for him than the peacemaker thing. Yeah. No, and I, I, I'm pumped that they're doing a show yes. on HBO max about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see where they take that character. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, if we can get, you know, five seasons of Cena playing the, the peacemaker, I'm, I'm down for it. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, I was surprised at the opening. I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised, but like, I mean, you knew most of those guys were going to die. I just didn't realize yeah. it was going to be at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, dude. Like, <laughs> you, you, same thing. It felt like an X Force type thing, you know, from Deadpool two. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or you're like, oh, these guys are going to be around for a while. They're probably all going to die, but they're going to be around for a while. And then when Pete Davidson, sorry to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it yet, <laughs> um, when Pete Davidson's the first person to die, you're like, oh. For real, all bets are off. Uh, so, so this is um, where we're going right now. We're going to do yeah. this right now. Yeah, uh, uh, it's good stuff. Uh, is was there anybody that you hated to see go? Was there any any of those uh, any of the squad members that you would have wished had made it? I I really enjoyed Jai Courtney playing Captain Boomerang. Yes, mm-hmm. and I was really sad to see him go so quickly mm-hmm. in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the, well, the, he was one of the sorry he was no, one of the fine. bright spots in the first one for me yeah for sure 
for <laughs> sure. And and when he came back in this one, I was like, okay, good. You know, um, hopefully he'll, hopefully he'll he'll have a pretty good storyline through it. And then he, he as soon as I mean, he just he just dies, and you're like, oh my god. Um, of course, I mean, I I don't think I would want him to come back, but. I, I think the one that hits you the hardest is Polka Dot Man. Yes. Yeah. But it's such a it's such a great death. Yeah. <laughs> like I know that's kind of morbid to say, but it's it's just no, such a great Yeah. It, it it works. It works for what it, it, it does what it needs to do. Yeah. You know. Um for for that character to even you know, first of all make it that far anyway, but then to like, you know, like really the heart of the movie when you think about it. Yeah. Um, like there's a lot of focus put into his backstory and everything and so on and so forth. And then just, you know, <laughs> I'm a superhero. <laughs> yeah. I'm an effing superhero. <laughs> oh gosh. It's just the best. So it's, it's just the best. Um, I, I, I don't know where they go from here though with the DC movies. I mean, I know they got the flash that's filming right now. Right. And I'm kind of trying to stay. There's so many spoilers out there between the Flash and Spider-Man stuff, and so on and so forth. It's like they're just trying to drop spoilers left and right. And I'm like, no, I'm staying away from all this stuff. Like I saw the other day where they were like, here's Michael Keaton in the Batman costume, and so on and so forth. And it's like, man, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to see that. Yeah. You know, here's what happens in Spider-Man. Here's what's going to, you know. This is this here's some blah blah, and I'm like, no, I don't want to know that. Yeah, just get I, what I want. Really, is my one my trailer, which will probably spoil the whole thing for me. But like, I just want to see those trailers, and you know, Spider Man is right around the corner. Uh, uh, it, hopefully, it, well, yeah, that's true. But because uh, Shang Chi comes out next month, and then I think Spider Man is December. Yeah, uh, with yeah, uh, Shang Chi comes out in two weeks. Yeah. And then Eternals is in is in November. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of Marvel stuff coming up. So we'll see. Um I don't know. I don't know. I, but what I was getting at was where does where does Warner Brothers and DC go from here after Suicide Squad? It didn't do huge numbers at the box office, but you know, neither did Black Widow. We'll talk about that in a minute too, I'm betting. Mm -hmm. But like Goodness. you know, uh in this day and age, I don't really think you can take numbers into account. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but do we keep, do, are we going to stick with this, like, you know, hard R stuff that they've gone with? I mean, obviously you can't do that with like Batman. You can't do that with Superman. I don't want to see that with Wonder Woman. You know, I want my daughter to be able to watch Wonder Woman. Right. But, um, I mean, there's a niche there for that. You know, Deadpool is right there in that too. Mm -hmm. So, um, I hope we get some more Suicide Squad. Like you said, we're getting Peacemaker, but you know, give me some more Suicide. Give me some more of these B-list characters for James Gunn to kill off in more creative ways. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think for me, it's give me more James Gunn at the helm of anything. Uh, of well, yeah, definitely, but of Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't want, I don't want a David Ayer to be in control of the suicide squad. Like somebody like James Gunn needs to be in control of that, of that property. Yeah. I'm Cause he really did bring that whole thing to life. It felt more. And you know, I'm not gonna go into that whole David Ayer and you know, 
the different cuts of that movie and everything yeah, and, and all and, that. And, that and, and, and no offense to David Ayer. Like yeah. that, that's not me trying to crap on David Ayer at all. I just, I loathed the 2016 suicide mm-hmm. suicide squad like literally audibly in the in the movie theater was like oh for f's sake yeah. had a couple different things um i think it was um that was a case of a very very well put together trailer mm-hmm. in a movie that does not hold up to that trailer at yeah. all um they hit all the right beats i'll never forget i mean you know there's like the there's the queen part in it and uh you know bohemian rhapsody's playing and blah, blah blah and all this stuff and you're seeing harley quinn for the first time and it's just like mind-blowing you know mm-hmm. and then you watch the movie and you're like this is nothing like the trailer yeah <laughs> at all yeah i thought it started pretty good i will say this i thought it started when they were at the prison and everything and you meet Har- you you know you go through the 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 pace of meeting everybody and all that stuff. Right. Um, but then from there, it just kind of off the rails. So yeah. I'm with you, though. Give me more James Gunn Suicide Squad, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, transitioning to another movie, um, I will tell you this. Uh, I think my favorite movie of the summer is Free Guy. I was going to ask you because you have watched it. I have not got to see it yet. Um, I've seen it twice now. Really? I, I love that it. good. I, I went and watched it on Thursday, and I loved it so much that I I went back and watched it Sunday on my day off. Well, I know it's getting uh, way better reviews than I thought it would. Um, I think that's the case for me. I wanted to watch it. I'm Ryan Reynolds fan, so you know there's that. But um, I don't think the trailer did the movie justice in this one. I thought the trailer was okay, but I think a lot of people were turned off by the trailer too. I know a yeah. lot of I know a lot of my friends were like after watching the trailer, like they just look stupid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it's doing good. I'm excited to go see it at some point. So to um highlights of it, just you know, just give me a broad feel for it. Uh, no spoilers. Um, man, it's just it's just a fun movie. There's uh there's tons of cameos, but you have to listen for them, uh because you know everyone's dressed up and you know all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. But um, there's not even ten minutes in the movie. There's one, and I was like, oh, oh dang, that's pretty good. Um, there's a cameo towards the end of the movie that made me gasp and laugh and clap like a moron. Um just because it was it was just amazing uh ryan reynolds is great in this it's it's have you seen ted lasso yet still have not got to watch it okay it just it feels in that same vein mm-hmm. of like ted lasso of like we need good people to root for right and his in in ryan reynolds character in this is just a it, i mean <laughs> i know this is cliche but he's a, he's a good guy mm-hmm. and it's just nice to see uh, an actual good person <laughs> in movies you because you just don't feel like you get that anymore no it's all anti-heroes and so on yeah and it's so all forth. moral shades of gray and mm-hmm. so awesome uh did you watch was there another one you'd gotten to watch um uh yeah well let's see i've seen black widow uh suicide squad i saw jungle cruise jungle cruise that's my the own one. jungle cruise yes now. did you do the 30 dollar 
Um, well, I uh, my cousin did, uh-huh. uh, but we share a we share a uh, Disney Plus account. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have watched half the Jungle Cruise. Um, Ella Kate was watching it with us, and she was really into it. But um, we got to the point where the conquistadors come back uh, and attack the the tribe you know you know i'm trying not to give it yeah be too spoilery but it was kind of scary for her and we were watching it at night and it was like getting close to bedtime so we have stopped it there and have not got to finish it yet um i really did enjoy the i guess it's about half of it probably about half the movie i think um i did enjoy it it was better than i thought it was going to be and this coming from a disney nerd i was kind of as much as i love the rock and stuff uh you know these Disney reimaginings, I guess, of, you know, their rides and stuff, movies, you know, pirates, blah, 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 can be, they can be hit or miss. Hit or miss, yeah, for sure. For for every pirates, there's a haunted mansion, let's put it that way. That's exactly what I was just about to say, yeah. So, but what did you think of it? I I enjoyed it. Um, I think that I may have had too high of expectations, and so it wasn't, it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I'd like for you to watch the whole thing before I tell you like my entire yeah. thought process on it, but uh, I still enjoyed it. Um, I, I'm definitely not upset that I have it now, you know, yeah. with the $30 thing. Cause I, I would like to go back and, and rewatch it um, and stuff. And I, I do enjoy, you know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of pirates elements in this movie. There's a lot of the mummy elements in this movie. There's, there's a lot of fun. And it, um, I just think with me, I just, I think that my, my, uh, eyes are too big for my stomach. Yeah. I think, um, my initial impressions, um, okay, here, just this is half the movie. So, you know, take it as it is. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt make a great team. Yeah. I think they had great chemistry. Um, I think there was too much CGI. I think it was like way CGI heavy. And I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe it was just me, but it seemed like it was a, not it wasn't bad all the time but there was some bad cgi in there that kind of took mm-hmm. me out of it mm-hmm. uh, i'm thinking i can't remember his uh leopard or whatever his big cat is the one that comes to mind first yes um but um i think that the like you were saying the the fun outweighs a lot of that stuff and just again i mean dwayne jo- jo- uh, sorry dwayne johnson's charisma can carry just about any movie in my opinion mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and it goes so far the dude is just like you know he's gold man i mean you know i can't think i can't honestly cannot think of a movie yes he's had some bad movies as hard as it is to believe because we are the rock fan club we're talking about here you and i yeah you know i mean you know i'm thinking walk i'm looking at you walking tall you're not that good of a movie but <laughs> You do have Dwayne Johnson in you, and that makes it that much better. Yeah. You know, Johnny Knoxville doesn't hurt, but Dwayne Johnson, you know, hey, you know, I'm thinking rundown, you know. Ooh, ooh, you know? hang on now. No, I'm not saying it's bad, but some people will tell you that's a bad movie. But, oh, well, you some know, people are idiots. I know, I agree. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know. Yeah. So the dude's charisma just carries a movie so far. I mean, yeah. You know. I, I you know well, I'm gonna talk about it in a minute but um, F9, you know, 
Um, I think it suffers from him not being in that movie. I yeah. really do think it does. You know, so but I'm, I'll get to that here in a little bit. I want to what, go ahead. I was just going to say, what do you think about him saying like, "Hey, best of luck on uh, on all the future, all the future uh, Fast and Furious movies, but none of them will have me in them." It disappoints me. Yeah, it disappoints me. Um, by the way, I did get a text message to confirm. Josh Powell sent me a text message to confirm that uh, the next one would be out April 2023, if I remember right. Just oh wow. Um, well, since we're talking about, it, let's just get into it a little bit. I'm not. I'm not going to go deep into it because I know you've not seen it. Um, man, there's a lot of family in this movie. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I told you this, but like, like this movie is more about family than any. Fast and the Furious movie, and I, again, I've said, uh, you know, when we started this podcast, our first review was Hobbs and Shaw, and so oh, yeah, that's right. I you know, about that. um, let's just carry it on here with some more Fast and the Furious talk. I have talked numerous times about how much I love the Fast and the Furious franchise. I have gone back and watched these movies repeated times. I think they're great movies. I don't think you need I think if you put too much thought into them, yes, they're probably the stupidest movies ever, but that's probably why I like them too because they're mm-hmm. stupid. They're just good like you know okay, the last one they got chased by a freaking sub, you know? Yeah. You think of Fast 5, they're pulling freaking safes down the road. Blah blah blah. Right. You know, it's just right. pure stupidity in the best ways, but this one went way too serious with the family stuff. And I'm not talking about John Cena. I'm talking about, like, backstory. Like, there's way... They go way deep into backstory. You find out about Dom, his dad, and I can't remember John Cena's character's name in the movie now. It's It's been so long since I've watched it. But um, it's just like, wow, that's a lot of... back. That's a lot of family and not nearly as much ac- action to me. I mean, yes, they got giant magnets, and I was so excited because they're shit, they're using magnets. Oh my god, yeah. they're going to do stupid stuff. And yes, they do. How do they freaking work? They do do some stupid stuff, but not enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not enough stupid stuff. Yes, you watch two people from Fast and Furious going to space in this one, in a freaking Fiero, <laughs> but it's not stupid enough. <laughs> it's pretty stupid though. Don't get me wrong. This is if I had to put. This would be, and it, it it probably let's see. There's nine of them. It would be in my bottom five, probably. I would need to really sit down and, and not really think, but you know, just go through and blah blah blah. Um, but getting back to your rock question, just real quick. Um, I it, it I, I it just you, I think you need the Hobbs character in Fast and the Furious now. Mm-hmm. They turn that corner with five. Hobbs become integral to the story. Yeah, you know, I mean, my goodness, you've brought back, um, golly, why did I forget his name all of a sudden? I got on my little rant and then I forgot. Um, Shaw. No, well, Shaw is coming back in the next one, but uh, that he killed. Why well, can't I remember his Han? Oh yeah, you brought him back, and you're bringing back Shaw. I'm sorry, this is a spoiler, but he is in the post credit scene. Shaw is. Oh, okay. And I like, hey, Jason Jason Statham's Deckard Shaw. I like him. I think it's a great character. Don't care if he's a good, bi- good guy, bad guy, whatever. But, you know, if you're going to bring him back into the franchise, 
it's kind of hard to bring him back and not bring back Hobbs with him after they yep. made a movie together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And plus, The Rock, or Dwayne Johnson, whatever you want to call him, again, that charisma and what he brought to the franchise as uh, Hobbs, I mean, he's just, it, he's part of the he's part of the franchise to me. Yeah. And it does hurt. I think it hurts it not having him in there. Uh, I, and I'll, and you know, as much as some of our friends, Brandon Bradley, hate Paul Walker, I think it hurts this franchise that Paul Rock, Paul Walker is not there now. Hmm. I really, it's just not the same. That's that, you know, I mean, we went through seven movies with Paul Walker in there and I, and it's not, it, and it's still good. I think that there, that eight was good, but I, it, it still feels different not having him there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and then you lose another key, uh, component to these movies. So, but again, it's not a bad movie. Just not stupid enough for me. Too much family, not enough stupidity. Yeah. Sorry. Didn't mean to go like way deep on my <laughs> Fast and the Furious side, but like, I, you know, it's, I, I enjoy these movies. I really do like them a lot. They're good movies. So, uh, Derek, real quick, um, we're, we're I'm, I'm not going to keep you much longer. Uh, what were your thoughts on, um, Black Widow. Man, Speaking I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it honestly, probably more than I expected to. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was just, I thought it was a really great movie. I would love to go back and rewatch it. I, I probably will once it hits Disney Plus for free. Um, it's definitely not Scarlett Johansson's movie though. Like it's a Florence. Yeah, it's Florence Poe, Pugh. Pugh yeah. Or, Yelena. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It it's is. her movie. It's setting her um, up. I mean, yeah, let's be for honest. sure. But it's it's great. Like I really enjoyed it. I just hate that it didn't do well in the box office because I, I thought it was a really great movie. Um, I hate that this Delta stuff is, you know, possibly going to keep us from super cool stuff again, just because people won't get vaccinated. Yeah, I, I hate that. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 But yeah. Uh, besides all that, I thought it was great. I thought the casting was great. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of the villain. In the movie, who played the villain? Ta- the Taskmaster. Um, or yeah. You talk- yeah, I can't remember her name right oh, now. No, I'm not, ta- I'm ta- not talking, you're talking about You're talking about the uh, the the Russian, uh, the yeah, Red Room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. What's his name? Hang on, I'm gonna find it. Oh, it's Ray Winston. Yes. Yeah, he played Drakov, and uh, it, it, I just I, I like Ray Winston, but I just didn't. I just wasn't really that impressed with with uh, his character in this, but besides that, man, I thought bang up bang up movie. Uh, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Um, I want to see more with uh, OT Fangbills, uh, Fangbillies, uh, Mason. Mm-hmm. Like, give him his own Disney Plus show. I want to see him find uh, crazy stuff for other people. Listen. Give me my David Harbor Marvel shows. All. Give me David Harbor and everything. Really, yeah. all I need his Red Guardian. I mean, I knew going in it was what it was going to be. You could tell from the previews, but man, that dude is just like just gold. You know? Yeah. Gosh, I I hate that Chris Evans is gone and we'll, yes. we won't get him versus Cap and mm-hmm. anything because I think that would have been really great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, I, I'm going to uh, echo your sentiments on the movie. Um, I was excited for it. It's not by far, you know, not the most excited I've ever been for a Marvel movie. Um, I, I think that it was all set up, which I'm fine with. I think that Florence Pugh's L- Yelena uh, is a, I think she's going to be a great Black Widow. I think, I hope. Uh, I guess we'll see in Hawkeye. Uh, but like, um, I, I, Natasha took a back seat. She really did, didn't she? Yeah. The more the, I hadn't really thought about it that much, but the more you, you know, the more you talked about there, I was like, you're right. It was really, you know, it was her setup movie, which again I'm fine with. Right. You know, I don't have a problem with it. Um, just real quick on the box office stuff and everything. Um, I hate to see this whole lawsuit thing dragging out and everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, did you not see it coming? I mean, yeah, box office wise is what I'm getting at. I mean, you know, people they're, they're going to pirate it left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've said it before. I just I have a hard time paying thirty dollars to watch a movie on Disney Plus that I pay whatever it is a month. I can't remember. Um, uh, and I think it really cut into it. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I all I'll say on that lawsuit stuff is I don't know. I'd have I haven't really followed it that close, but I see it as an uphill battle for her. Just because, you know, I mean, all her stuff was on the back end of the theater. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that the pandemic, we had no clue the pandemic was going to happen. Right. They pushed it out as, as, I mean, my goodness, what they pushed it out over, well over a year. You know, and you know, they were trying to get it back into the theaters. But at some point, you have to move forward with your stuff. I hope they, I hope they work it out. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, did did they have did they ever have any plans with her going forward? You know, I mean, she, yeah, she's gone, she passed, but you know, was there more plans with her? But like, I hope they work it out. I hope that this doesn't cause a huge rift with her. And well, I don't think it will with with Marvel because I think Feige's come out and like is not happy that this is happening in the first place. Right. But like, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I just hate that it didn't do as good, but like nothing does as good now. I mean, yeah. like we're saying, look at Suicide Squad. You know, look at Fast and the Furious. These were all movies that were like, you know, we're talking like, oh, they did great at what? Let's see, Black Widow opened at sixty million, and they were like, that's you know, gangbusters, right? And you're like, man, I remember when like sixty million was a bomb at the yeah. theater. You know, when you're thinking of like Marvel movies and stuff, so. I don't. I mean, Dark Knight came out with what, like 153 uh-huh. million their first mm-hmm. weekend, and everyone was like, uh, you know, like this is the greatest box office of all time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Avengers 200 million. Yeah. Know, so, I I don't know. It's just such a weird time we live in when it comes to movies. So mm-hmm. I'm just glad to be able to talk about movies again. It's been so long. Oh, I know it. Um, I'm just I'm glad to talk about good movies. But yeah, really. Because uh, I, I could talk about some bad ones, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, um, I want to close out. I just need to say because I haven't gotten to talk about it. Uh, Loki mm-hmm. is probably my favorite Marvel TV series. Yeah, you're not the only person yeah. that's told me that. Yeah, I didn't think anything could beat WandaVision, but man, there's just it just grabbed me. It hooked me from the get go. 
um, just the story beats and everything that went with that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not even you know, not even that it's setting up this next phase of stuff and everything. Just like as a self-contained story, and how happy I was to see that they're doing a season two. Um, kind of sad that the um, the head the, the head creative I can't remember her name right now is not returning for the next season. But she said, you know, I told the story I wanted to tell. Yeah, and I want to go on and do other things, which I get. So it's all right. But yeah, like, Kate Heron is her name. Yes, thank you. You know, but like, give me t- about Tom, Tom, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. No, I uh, sorry, I just got to think about him and like, if there's anybody that the Marvel uh, that MCU can't lose actor wise, I think this is it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, love. I know you love Downey. And I love Chris Evans is blah, 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 and all this stuff. But, man, I think he's the glue for the MCU. Loki, of all things. Yeah. I, can I see really that do. Definitely going I really do. I mean, I mean, just as that one binding thing between all these different phases, you've got Loki. And, like, he, like I think he said he could play him for the rest of his life. Give it to me. You know, yeah. as long as this, as long as the quality is the same as this, give me all the Loki stories, all of sure. them. So, just super impressed with that. But as we said before, I'm super impressed with the entire MCU TV Disney Plus TV output. Yeah, it's just like quality all around. Um, did you watch What If yet? Have you got to check it out? Uh, yes, I oh, did watch man. the first yeah the first episode. Man, that animation is something else, dude. It's good stuff, man. It's beautiful. I'm just like. Like I, I I was following along, but like I found myself just like, like just getting lost in the animation. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is just like awesome. I was like, I need a bigger TV, for, <laughs> just for this reason alone. I was like, gosh, but like I'm excited to see where they go with that too. Yeah. So, uh, Derek, anything else you'd like to bring up just before we uh, move on and get out of here? Um, let's see, man. I'm trying to think if there's anything worth noting about. Let me get your, um, I'll tell you what, just real quick, because yeah. I had brought them up earlier. Let me get your, uh, just a one, one or two word, maybe I, I, even a sentence if you want to, thoughts on uh, The Conjuring 3 and uh, Quiet Place 2, because I have not okay. got to watch them yet. Let's start with Conjuring 3. Meh. Okay. Uh, what? Law of Diminishing Returns. Okay. All right, different director on that one too, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yes, I think that hurt that one a lot because, as I've said, I'm a huge fan of those movies, the the proper's. Yeah. Uh, Quiet Place too. Loved it. Um, absolutely loved it. It was the first movie I saw in theaters um, since the pandemic, or well, since the last thing of the pandemic, and now, of course, that's uh, gone off the rails again. The quickening of it again. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought it was great. Uh, I absolutely would love for them to do a third. Um, the kids are the backbone of the movie and, uh, they do a tremendous job with it. Um, if, you know, Krasinski has another idea for a third one, I'd I'd love to see a third one. I'm all for it. I really need to sit down and watch both of those. I just haven't had a chance to. So, um, let me just say real quick before we move on, uh, video game wise, I have not played nothing, anything hardly. I did sit down and play Microsoft Flight Simulator, and I trained myself enough that I flew a Cessna in real time from Nashville, being a 
to the Jamestown Municipal Airport. Oh, dang. The big but, city. But here's the kicker. So it's kind of neat. Like you're flying, and I was following, and they have a flight path for you, but, you know, you can deviate. The cool thing is they give you a, a co-pilot, so if you ever feel like, oh, man, I'm messing up or something, you can just say, hey, co-pilot, take over and, you know, get me back on course. Yeah. Because I'm I'm wanting to, like, fly down and say, hey, do I know places, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I was following 40, got to Lebanon, and so, you know, the outlet mall right there off of the interstate, mm-hmm. you'd see it plain as day. I was like, oh, look, there's nobody there now, too, still. so, uh, <laughs> But get to Jamestown, and I'm like, okay, here's 127. It's the two-lane. I'm like, okay, I know where I'm at, looking for the airport. I'm like, where's the airport? Still can't find it. And it's like, okay, here's the beacon, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where am I supposed to land? I'm like, forget it. Turn on the autopilot, and I land in some trees and water. But it was okay because that was the airport, apparently. So they, they they had not mapped out that part yet, which is kind of disappointing. I mean, you know, if you're going to give me that opportunity to fly to that airport, I would hope that you would have it mapped out. You know what I'm saying? Sure. That, yeah, that's yeah. neither here nor there because it was still neat that I – obviously, I don't think I could get in a plane and fly right now, but it was neat that I was able to train enough. I did some, like, basic training stuff beforehand to, like, take off and fly from there to the, from here to there. It was neat. Fun little game. Uh, other than that, I have nothing else to say about games because I have not played anything. Uh, but don't have time to. I have kids. That, yeah. <laughs> or, like, full-time job right now, yeah. along with my full-time job that is about to drive me insane. Uh, so, Derek, um, anything else? I know I've already asked you once, but I'm going to ask you one more time. Uh man, I'm I'm trying to think. Um uh I've got tickets to NWA Power uh next Monday, uh August thirtieth in St. Louis. So I'm pretty excited about jealous. that. Jealous. I'm jealous. Aren't uh, you gonna be in Chicago when there's supposed to be somebody of some import that could or could not show up? Maybe even two people that could or could not show up. Yes, so this Friday, CM Punk is supposed to be at AEW Rampage because they're in the United Center and they've drawn like 20,000 people. But um, in two weeks, they're going to have their all-out pay-per-view on Sunday, September the 5th, and I will be flying up to to go to that. How excited are you, especially if this does happen like it's supposed to? Oh, man, I'm I'm pumped. Um, You know, I've I've got some, some... I've met some decent friends in uh in you know wrestling that uh go through the Conrad Thompson podcast network and stuff and so uh should probably be able to rub elbows with them. Uh I finally get to meet Thomas Latimer next Monday. We're gonna hang out and hopefully that means I'll get to meet the champ. Awesome. Um so yeah, it's good. Uh I was supposed to <laughs> I was supposed to come home Sunday uh for impact tapings because they tape at a studio in Nashville. Uh, and bought a ticket for it, but just didn't think that the 16-hour round-trip drive was worth going to Impact. But eventually, that's that's also going to happen too. But uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, look, we're looking forward to it. Uh, then the next AEW pay-per-view will be in St. Louis in November, and so I'm already starting to make plans to go to that as well. So awesome! I'm excited. Be, yeah. I'm excited for you. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I know I was dogging WWE earlier, but uh, they are a lot of fun to watch live. 
and Monday Night Raw will be in Nashville on October the 4th. October, interesting. Yeah, um, huh. which is two days after my birthday party at Happy Trails Brewing Company on Saturday, October the 2nd. Yes. I, I, I didn't know if we could uh, say anything about that yet or not, I, uh, so I was going to leave that to you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, I sent Jessica and Trey the, the teaser uh, poster, which I'll actually send you right now. Um, hopefully, I can make that show. Um, we will see, depending on how my wife is doing at the time with our fourth child. I just got it, by the way. Yeah. Look at it here. Oh, well, love it. I'm excited. And that's October. Sorry, I'm trying to keep my phone away from this thing so it doesn't interfere. Oh, you're fine. October it's, uh, 2nd, right? Saturday, October the 2nd. Yes, sir. Awesome. So that means if you're in the area, and I can tell you from experience, you need to go. Uh, it is a great show. I will be there maybe. And if I am there, <laughs> I might give you a high five for showing up. That's the kind of guy I am because I do like high fives. Um, but come watch Derek, please, because it's, uh, it is great. I can't say enough Derek I know I brag on you a lot but like you deserve it um it's a great show it's one of my favorite times is when we get to hang out and see each other and get to listen to you do the stand-up thing yeah man uh I appreciate that that always means a lot to me um if you are planning on coming uh I hope that you are but uh make sure you get there early because especially with happy trails uh we run out of seats fairly mm -hmm. quick yeah so um and let's, I definitely would want you to do that let me throw a little love at happy trails too um these are people that I've known my whole life, more or less, that own it, and they are great people um, with a great spot in Sparta. Um, it's it's uh, the best spot in Sparta. Yes, it is. It truly is. Opinion. It's the only spot that I know of in Sparta, first of all, yeah. and the only one that I'd want to go to. Sorry, Sparta. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I promise. Uh, but it is. It is a great spot uh, if you want to just go in and sit down and have a beer and enjoy the night and watch some great stand-up comedy. October 2nd, go see Derek Zoo, please. Yeah. And not just that, but we're celebrating my birthday, so even better. I mean, that's a that's a huge reason to come out. Exactly. Are you gonna have anybody with you? I couldn't tell. I just, I like I said, I didn't want to get my phone up too close to the microphone. Yeah, uh, we haven't finalized the lineup yet, so that's why I kind of just made that little teaser poster. Mm -hmm. um, we'll try to put that out sometime before the end of the week um, on social media, so that people can go ahead and start getting pumped for it. But yeah, we should have probably three other comics. Um, with me, um, I think my buddy Neil Riddle is going to be on it. Neil's been on a couple shows with me. Uh, if you've been to Happy Trails or if you've been to, um, oh, well, Neil was the, uh, <laughs> you'll enjoy this. Neil was the, um, MC for that god awful show I did in the barn in Sparta. Oh, mm. yes, I, I, I was there for that one. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that show, just so you know. And I know that my wife, and I know that Josh was with us, and I know that my wife and Josh's wife had a ball well, at good. that show. And we loved it. Although those people, apparently, I'm sorry, did not know what funny was. That's Bro, what, I was. You know. um, I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this before, but um, you know, I headline a club in Dayton, Ohio every year. And the lady that was featuring for me last year, was like, hey, I do this podcast called Everybody Dies. 
and it's about your worst time on stage. Would you want to come do the podcast? And I was like, yes, I would absolutely love to. Please. And I said, I sat for 45 minutes to talk about that god awful show and how mad I was about out. Oh man, I remember, dude. That was such a. We went to Happy Trails after that. Yeah, we did. Like, yeah, it was just yeah. like, oh. And then I immediately drove home after. Yeah, that. I remember. I, yeah, I worried about you that night. Yep. I was so mad. I hate drove eight and a half hours back to Branson, Missouri. Sometimes those are the best drives, though. It was great, man. You know? uh, speaking of music, I listened to Matchbox 20 half the way home. I just listened to their whole yeah. discography. It was great. So it's uh, I, I look forward to it. Um, on yeah, my, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I apologize to make it all about me again, but no. I'm actually doing two shows in Tennessee on back-to-back nights. So October the 1st, I'll be at... I'll be in Oak Ridge, Tennessee at the Grove Theater. Um, and tickets will be going on sale for that fairly sh- fairly soon. But that's Friday night, October the 1st, Grove Theater, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. And then on the 2nd, I'll be in Sparta at Happy Trails. So Now, is that the one you played last year in Oak Ridge? Is that the same one you went to? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, well, I can't no, remember. I, I've been to the Grove a few times. I played another venue the last time I was in Oak Ridge, I forget the name of it mm-hmm. now, but um, usually the Grove is where I go. Um, but the cool thing is uh, I will have merchandise for the first time for both those shows. I, I, I'm i not going to give it away. I've seen some of this merchandise. He gave me a sneak peek, if you will, and uh, I've already told him that uh, to sign me up uh, for my shirts. Uh, yeah. It's going to be um, – I'm excited. Let's just yeah. leave it that way. I'm I'm excited. I don't want to give it away, Derek. So I'm I'm actually working with uh, an artist buddy of mine on uh, like some retro wrestling shirts that just that wrap around the stuff that I usually do. So we're working on a couple different things. I'm really excited about it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna just yeah. I'm excited. Uh, good deal. Good deal. Can't wait. I hope to be there. I hope to get to see you in person. Uh, yes. And not just through my silly TikTok uh, messages and so on and so forth, <laughs> uh, but you know, in person. So uh, that's good. Cannot wait. Uh, on, on let me let's let me just Derek. Just if you give me just a minute before we get out of here, um, on the podcast front, um, I know we have kind of uh, become uh, not even monthly, not even biweekly, not even monthly. Um, I just want you all to know that it is hard to produce a podcast weekly at this time for me um, between having two eight, almost 18-month-old kiddos, a six-year-old, um, a, a wife who puts up with my stupidity, who is pregnant with our fourth child that is due in October. What were we thinking? Um, <laughs> we weren't, obviously. Uh, it's just hard to sit down and get to the microphone the way I want to for you guys and produce the show that I want to uh, for you. But I'm not giving up on it, so don't worry. Clay is not giving up on it. Uh, I know for a fact that he has been watching the Neon Genesis Evangelion rebuilds, which we have both been chomping at the bit for. I have not watched the final one. They put them all on Amazon Prime over the weekend. 
Um, he's watching them. So I look forward to getting back together with him before too long, I hope, and uh, putting some words to microphone with him. Uh, I look forward to Derek coming back. I look forward to having more guests on here, as always. But really the same ones, Derek, Josh, Jonathan. These are the people that I like to talk with that I feel most comfortable with. I, uh, we all have a good banner. Uh, one day I would like to have a round table as I've said numerous times, but like, I just want you to know that, um, I get the emails. Thank you. I, I, I know that I don't post as much as I had would like to, but I want to thank you guys that do post on that web, on that group page, because like, it's y'all that keep it going more so than me right now. Uh, Glenn, I'm looking at you brother more than anybody thank you for just continuing to do that um i have not watched transformers yet i am a loser i'm sorry <laughs> i'm going to watch it but um i'm almost finished with he-man masters of the universe that's why i didn't bring them up i will i'm waiting to finish the, both of those before i talk about them uh the 4k transfer of the transformers movie is incredible i now own like 75 different versions of that movie but that's okay it's still worth it every time. Uh, that's it. Uh, look forward. I look forward to you guys hearing us talk on a more regular basis. That's where I'm going to close that part out. At. Thank you, Derek, for letting me do that little uh, side note because I feel like I've been I, – I don't think I am, but I feel like at times that I let down people. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. you know, you know I, I, I have built – you helped me, you got me started and I have built this thing up to where people for some reason like to listen to what we have to say for whatever <laughs> reason. But like, you know, I feel like I'm letting them down sometimes and I, it's just hard. It's hard. You know how it is. Hey man, You've done it. it. You've done it. You know how it is. It's just yep, like, totally. it's, uh, it's hard to find the time. Sometimes it's hard. Like I told yeah. you to even just some days you just feel like I just don't have it in me. I just do yeah. not have it in me today to do it. And I'll be honest, that's part of it is like, I've had days where it's just like, Oh man, I just cannot do this today. And I, and I put more of the onus on me than I do clay. I give clay a hard time, but uh, you know, it's it, more of that is on me than it is on him. Uh, I'm the one that produces it. I'm the one that does, does all this stuff. Um, you guys are just here to listen to me talk and me listen to you talk and us have a good time talking about stupid stuff, which is what we like to talk about. And people like to listen to it, so it's all good. Yeah, Speaking, well, dude, go ahead. Uh, go I'm ahead. Just gonna, I mean, I was just going to say, don't beat yourself up over it. Um, I, 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 you and I have tried to do this, what, like three times uh -huh. now <laughs> in the last like week and a half, and it's been like, oh, hey, look, man, sorry, this has come up, and I'm not going to yeah. be able to do it. Oh, hey, sorry, man, this has come up. We're not – on both parts. So it's 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 difficult, you know, and, and this is um, this is not only a hobby, but it's a passion. And I think that, I think that your listeners are gracious enough to understand – um, that you're juggling a lot of things. You got a lot of things in here right now, and uh, I think that they're just happy to hear you when you're able to talk to them. So Thanks, man. don't I'm beat yourself up over I, it. You gonna make me cry? Don't be like that, man. I get all emotional. You know this. Huh? Listen, I mean, I'm just, I'm just being honest, man. It's good. We're good. Everything's good. We're all happy to be here. It'll be okay. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, but don't worry. We're planning on getting back in the saddle. I think. I really do oh. think. Hey. Yeah, um, I I was meant, meant to ask you about this. What is this Batman 89 comic I've been hearing about? 
It is a continuation of the Batman 1989 movie, the way I understand so I, it. I, I need to go buy it immediately. Then. Yes, I've heard good stuff about it, but like, um, I'm still buying comic books, but they are just stacking up. Uh, my wife is going is like on the verge of killing me. Uh, <laughs> I have so many comic books I've not read, and like I haven't had time. To, again, I mean, it's just finding time to sit down and do this stuff, like. But I've heard really good stuff about the Batman 89. It is a continuation. The way I understand it, I could be wrong a little bit on that, but uh, it's supposed to be really good. Uh, good Lord. $15 on eBay. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. If I were you, and I will try to check with him next time I'm up there, I would check out, and next time you're in Cook, we'll go by uh, Mountaintop Comics and see if one Mike can help you with that because he's a good dude and he will uh, hook you up if he can. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'll see what I can a, do for you too. There's a comic shop here in town mm -hmm. that I'm gonna go check out tomorrow, just to see, because yeah, some of these are, golly, some of these are expensive, man. Yeah, yeah. For like a single issue, I just I didn't expect it. Uh, I, I, I like I said, I'm still buying comic books for whatever reason, even though I don't read them. I mean, I try to read them, but I never do. Uh, yeah. but uh, I twenty five dollars at Barnes and I'm sorry, I'm yeah, just this no. is. Insane. What you need to do, what I would do, honestly, is I would wait and just pick up a digital copy. Uh, I see. Okay, never mind. This is for the hardcover where they're when they oh, all they're come pre, out. They're, they're pre-selling, aren't they? That makes gotcha. sense. Okay. 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 It's not. It's not been out. It's not that old. I know it's not been going for that long. It, yeah, it just dropped like last week. That's I think. what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll find it. Let me I'll know how it. it is. Let me know how I that will. is. Uh, oh, like, as soon as as soon as as soon as I've got it, I'll read it and I'll let you know. Um, see, I've got all that stuff. I I purchased the. I know you you. I can't remember if you were a big fan of it or not, but like, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, you know me and Tarantino. I'm a huge fan. Uh, he wrote a, a novelization of that movie. Oh and, dang! And okay. It, and expands on the story of it. Yeah. Um, I've had it for months now and still have not read any of it. So that's just the, you know, I've got all this stuff backlogged and I just haven't had time to sit down and one day I'm just going to take a day and just read. And then I'm going to take a day and just watch movies like all day. Like I used to, Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're before you, you know, have a life and you're like, I'm just going to sit here all day and watch movies <laughs> because I can't. So, but I'll get caught up. It's all good. Hey, uh, Real quick, Derek, before we get out of here, uh, I'm going to give you some uh, uh, moments in history here. Yes. In history. Let's go. Um, and it's apparently a birthday, uh, some birthday moments. Okay. Uh, first up, happy birthday to Donnie Wahlberg uh, of New Kids on the Block. KOTB, baby. Derek, what's your favorite New Kids on the Block song? Right Stuff. Good one. Mine's Hanging Tough, but, you know, I could listen to the right stuff just as easy. It's all good. Uh, next up, uh, happy birthday to Belinda Carlisle, uh, lead singer for the Go-Go's, uh, had a big solo career. Uh, are, were you a fan of, were you or are you a fan of the Go-Go's? Uh, I'd have to say I'm not. I think my favorite song from the Go-Go's is Vacation, because I need one, but, right. um, uh, I... It's all I've ever wanted. Yes, uh, but they're still good band. I always did yeah. find, uh, you know, they're a little bit before my time, but still. And f next up, uh, happy birthday to uh, Sean Penn. Oh. Uh, favorite Sean Penn movie off the top of your head? Mystic River? 
Fast Times at Ridgemont High for me. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, uh, that's just like uh, Phoebe Cates. Oh, you know, I had such a crush on her back in right. the day. Wow, right? That whole that whole pool scene is just like ah. So, uh, happy birthday to Robert De Niro. Hey, now this is a t- favorite De Niro. Oh, jeez, man. Oh, that's tough, dude. Um, I mean the the first thing I think of is Godfather Two when I think mm-hmm. of De Niro. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you got Taxi Driver, you've got Heat, it goes on Casino. and on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Raging Bull. Gosh, Raging Bull is good. Cape Fear. Listen, <sighs> if you can't name one, that's good because I couldn't tell you my favorite one. Like you were saying, I think Godfather Two just comes to mind right off the top of my, you know, every, like everybody it's else. Such a good but movie. like, I, I mean, hey, analyze this. You know? Yeah, it's a yeah, good the, movie, the, dude. Good, um, it's a good movie. Yeah, Meet so, the Parents. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know. Dude's got such a freaking catalog of movies. So I don't know. Uh. I think that is it. Let me make sure. Uh, Yes, that is it. But that's a lot of birthdays that happening today. Crazy to think all those. Um, That's it, though, on the Moments in Geek History. Uh, I'm not going to do a science fiction and fantasy quiz because I forgot to ask you one other question, and I want to get that in there before we get out of here. Uh, okay. because we are the wrestling fans and this is a wrestling podcast when you come on it. Um, Hills premiere. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I know you watched it. That's the other one I, I was did. trying to think of. Uh, yeah. Just quick thoughts on that. I know it's only uh, one episode. Right. Really interested. Okay. Um, I think it, 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 honest to God, reminds me, uh, I think I tweeted this out, but it reminds me of some of the like wrestling locker rooms that I've been in on some of these like small town independent shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Amell does a great job with it. The guy that plays his brother, um, who is that dude? Alexander Luchtenstein. I don't know his name. He looks um, so familiar. Alexander something. Yeah, he is from. Give me a second. I'll let you know. His name is uh, Alexander Ludwig. So I wasn't far off. Or Ludwig. Uh, he was in the Hunger Games. That's what it is. He was Cato in the Hunger yeah, Games. That's what it is. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, um, th- they do a great job. James Harrison from the Pittsburgh Steelers is in this, uh, which popped me pretty big. Uh, and then of course there's there's going to be a plethora of like mm-hmm. wrestling cameos and celebrities and stuff. Uh, Luke Gallows, uh, Doc Gallows was in this mm. first episode. Uh, of course, uh, you know the aforementioned Punk is going to be yeah, in a few. I think it, Mick Foley going to be in it too. Didn't I see that? As well? I think Foley's in it. I yeah. think Cody Rhodes is in a couple too. I wouldn't be surprised on that one. Just you know the there's such big buddies. You know, yeah. Green Arrow and everything. So yeah. Oh, um, by the way, have I mentioned to you that I'm, I'm back into toy collecting now? Uh, no, I wasn't okay. prepared for that. Sorry yeah. about the pause there. What no, are, you're fine. What are we collecting? Uh, wrestling figures. Huh. Yeah. So well, I have a I have a uh television or not television, but a TNT championship Cody uh figure in the box. And I also have a Blood Brothers pack between him and Dustin. Nice. Um there is a there's a wonderful if you're a wrestling fan and you're a wrestling toy collector, 
There's a wonderful shop in Watertown, Tennessee called Music City Collectibles and Toys. Um, and I think this Friday they're actually going to have in-house the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago they had Axe and Smash. Huh. Uh, when they they opened in May, the first weekend in May, and they had Dan Severn there. Uh, how um, have I not seen this? Man. I don't know, man. I'm, I I apologize for not telling you about it's it. All right. um, it's all right. But, yeah, they've got all sorts of figures, um, autographs from wrestlers. Um, I came real close to buying this Cody Dustin autograph poster, um, but I didn't want to drop the money on it. I'm telling you, uh, once you go down that, once you start down that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's it's – I'm I'm not going to I mean I am going to spend some money on it but, but yeah. like it's not going to be in I, moderation. I, I'm going to I'm going to pick and choose yeah. on what I want, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh yeah. but yeah, I'm just looking at him right now. I've got Cody and Dustin and the Cody figure uh displayed here in my in my room. Awesome. I didn't even I haven't even seen the AEW figures. Um Well, I'll, I'll take a couple of pictures of them when we get off and I'll, they, I'll send uh, it to you. Here in Jamestown, the Walmarts are bare. That's all we've got to. So I mean, you know, you know how that is. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of going back down rabbit holes, just real quick, I'm going to bring this one up. I have started playing Magic the Gathering again. Have well, you really? Okay. I don't know if I've really started playing it again, but I started collecting the cards again because they released a Forgotten Realms, uh, D- Dungeons and Dragons, Forgotten Realms, uh, okay, set, and um, I have uh, gone down that rabbit hole of just mainly just collecting them i have been playing a little bit online through the they have a arena is what it's called but like i really wanted to just get these for the cars because it has uh some i'm a big fan of uh drizzit dorden and all the stories that they did the ra salvatore stuff uh and it's just kind of neat they have a lot of like classic art cards and stuff like that but man it's expensive yeah gosh i was like dude i gotta quit this like I, it, it's like Collecting cards isn't what it used to be. It's like six yeah. bucks a pop for a pack, like a booster pack. And I'm like, man. Uh, so I, I've kind of uh, slacked off of that. I'll yeah, look, there's I, a – oh, Go ahead. No, you're fine. I just like – Well, I was just going to say there's a dude I work with who will drop hundreds of dollars on Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, it's crazy. And then he'll come in and be like, D, check out this Yu-Gi-Oh card. And I'm like, bro, I mean, good on you. But... Not a clue. Not a clue, but it looks awesome. Hey Dude, man, as you long know, as you're happy. You know that they like not not in Jamestown, but like they have like legit fights and stuff break out over Pokemon cards. Like all well, all cards now, but it's crazy. Like they have to put them behind sealed containers and stuff because people are like legit getting in fights over Pokemon cards. Yeah. So I have not. I have thought about just because like the collector market and that's where my collector mentality kicks in again. It's like I could collect some of these and maybe get a rare one and sell it for some money, but then you're dropping thousands of dollars to get that one card that you could sell for three hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I have fought, I have resisted that urge. I'm like, and that's why I've kind of backed off from that aisle because they got that one aisle that has all those cards on it. And you're like, oh look, I could get some more of my Forgotten Realms, and while I'm at it, pick up some Pokemon cards. And oh look, there's that, and blah blah. blah. I'm like, no, I'm out, I'm out. So, but it's been fun getting back in and learning how to play and learning the systems that go with uh, magic. Uh, it's not nearly as hard as what I used to make it out to be when I was a kid. 
when it first come out. You know how it is. You don't have nobody to show you that stuff, and you're trying to learn on your own, and so on and so forth. And it's just like ah, but uh, it's been fun. So that's my little collector hole that I fell into, other than the comic book thing. Yeah. So all right, listen though, seriously, Derek, I've been talking about wrapping the show up. We're going to wrap it up. Um, I do want to say real quick before we get out of here, um, because it is the two-year anniversary of this podcast, and you guys have been there and stuck through all the crazy episodes and a lot of, just all the talk and just nonsense that goes on. I mean, when I look back and think, uh, the one that comes to mind more than anything is the one where Clay pooped in the lake. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you call that a high point or a low point, but like, you know, uh, it's just like, you know, that's, that's what I love about the show. I mean, you never know where it's going to go, but anyway, because it is the two year anniversary, I am going to be giving away on the Facebook page and I will post it. I have a board game, a sealed copy of a board game that I'm going to be giving away and it is called trekking the national parks. Uh, and I, I have two copies of it and I want to give one away to you guys. Um, and we haven't done a giveaway in a while either. So I thought, well, right now is a great time because like I said, it's two year anniversary of the show. So I will be posting. I'm not sure exactly how I will go about. I think the last one we, uh, you had to leave a comment and then I let, uh, Josh, I think take all the names and just randomly pull a name out, which I will probably do something like that again. So, uh, but anyway, um, it's a board game for two to five players, um, and it is really fun. Like I said, I have a copy of it too, but I have an extra one that I come that I was uh, given, and I want to p- pass the my love of board games on to you guys. So uh, be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, we'll be I will post it on. Let's see, this episode will probably drop on Friday, so I will post it. Uh, that day I will not post it in the uh, main post for the pay for the episode. I'll probably do a separate post for it. So there's that, uh, Derek. Uh, as always, thank you for joining me. Uh, it's always great when we get together and talk. Uh, anything else that you want to uh, say before we get out of here? Uh, where can people find you? Blah blah that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, no, man, it's just, uh, it's good to, good to be able to talk to you. And, uh, I always enjoy this just because it gives me a chance to catch up with my buddy. So appreciate you having me back on, uh, follow me at Derek zoo on everything. So October 2nd, don't forget October 2nd, baby. Happy trails. Uh, October 1st, the Grove Oak Ridge. Yeah. Um, If you're in the Tennessee area, you have no, uh, excuses. No excuse. You've got an Eastern and a central time zone that you can hit. So there you go. Uh, Derek, I will try my best. Uh, don't hold me to it, but I will try to post that stuff up in the uh, po- on the show notes as we go. But like, I'm terrible at doing show notes. Let's be honest. Uh, it's all good. So, man. Uh, but I will continue to promote it because I think that everybody should go out and see one of the funniest guys that I know, Mr. Derek Zoo. Uh, so that's a wrap this week folks uh you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there and please make sure and rate and review us on apple podcast uh if you haven't joined the facebook group yet just search for ramblings from nowhere you can find us on twitter at from ramblings and on instagram it's rfn underscore podcast uh also don't forget to send in those emails with any questions or comments to rfn.podcast1 
at gmail.com. Uh, Derek, as you said, they can find you at Derek Zoo on all social medias. Uh, you can find me, as always, at Jason76Z on Twitter. And Derek, thank you once again for joining us. And with that, we are out. <laughs>